get your bags packed because the summer is here. But there's a great convention that is uh, ever-present in the first episode of Miss Marvel. This is Earth A94. We are a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and we are here to talk about all the latest Marvel-related news, do some reviews like we will on today's episode, and talk about some other fun stuff. If this is your first time listening to the show, glad to have you here, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast and your favorite podcast player. I am one of your co-hosts, my name is Devin Stone, and I am thrilled to bring on my favorite buddy ever, who is the leading leader of co-hosts on this show, the man himself, Animal Indestructible, Louis Tonnerini. Oh, we were just talking about Mexican wrestler Funko Pops. Snuck it in there, you dirty dog. I had to, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am not too bad myself. It's uh, been a little bit since we've last recorded, so there's some new stuff here and there. Yeah, I know. Last time we talked, we were talking about a uh, good old show. What was it called? I almost called him Mr. Marvel. Mr. Oh, my God. Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight. <laughs> You're talking about Moon Knight. There are so many characters with M's in Marvel. It is insane. Um, but all good stuff. So one thing we like to do on the show every time we talk and kind of reconnect is it's kind of uh, what's been Marvel in our life. Maybe you just are struggling to find the latest pop figure in the wrestling second line collection or even figure out whatever happened to him, like Louie is uh, here. It just didn't come out. Hey, man, what if, right? Maybe it's in another multiverse. But we like to reconnect and call this segment. MCU for you. That's right. So, Louie, let's start off things with you, like we always do. What has been MCU for you? MCU for me. I I finally said F it and I bought the, whoa, it broke. The Kate Bishop Funko figure that comes with Lucky the Pizza Dog. I opened it up literally right before we started recording and I then dropped said dog and I need to find it. <laughs> uh, Come here, pizza. Yeah. Other than that, I bought the the Loki that I needed, so I have that whole line except for the alligator, which is annoying. But mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants like forty dollars for that, and I just can't. I can't bring myself to do it. Right. Other than that, I watched um, nothing really Marvel. I mean, I watched Miss Marvel, obviously, but I'm like really into the boys right now. Yeah. So we watched the first three episodes of The Boys, and then my wife, (laughs) we went out to dinner Friday night, and then she went to Green Bay Saturday night or Saturday morning. So we haven't watched the fourth episode yet, and I'm hoping to watch it tonight. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah, we got some new stickers. We made some TikToks. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, if you guys aren't following us on TikTok, make sure you do at Earth A94 Podcast. Ding. How about you, Devin? What's been MCU for you? Hey, one quick second. Before I go to me, I have to say congratulations on your recent wedding anniversary, Louie. Thanks, Congrats man. Four years we've been married now. Four more years. Four more years. And beyond, of course. Take it to infinity and beyond. That's that, awesome, though. Yeah, that's coming out soon. For me, I... uh. Like I mentioned on the previous episode, I've actually got my hands after many, many attempts and got a PlayStation 5. And so what I've been doing is actually replaying uh, Miles Morales just because, you know, it's it's uh, configured to be best played and experience on the next gen console. And it definitely shows. So it's pretty cool. So, Louis, we have to plan a play date someday. Yeah, I know you got that 7000 inch television in your living room, I'm sure. Miles is life size on that goddamn thing. Oh, yeah. Giant size heroes. <laughs> um, but I finally actually am trying to play and finish finally since it released in like what's October, November the Avengers game. Oh, hell no. I, I yeah. <laughs> even on a PS5, I'm not touching that garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. I literally tried just to like we are Marvel stands here, right? But I could not get through that game. I even thought about trying to pick it up again just because of the Kamala uh, heaviness and the show and the game to get more in like hyped up for the show and all that. Nah, I feel like it would have done the opposite. So I actually am trying to play the guardians of the galaxy game that came out last fall. 
Yeah. Forgot about that one. Yeah. I'm playing it. This is, I'm sorry. This sounds so first world, but um, I'm close to finally being the game from what I think. And the issue is that on PS5, you can transfer your PS4 game save data, but it doesn't actually work on the PS5 upgrade version of that game. So I learned the hard way when I went to play Lego Star Wars when I'm almost done with the game. None of it transfers to the PS5 version. So I was like, oh no. So I haven't played that out of protest just yet. So that's why I went back to Marvel. But I'm playing the PS4 version of the game, not the PS5. But it still fixed a lot of clunkiness because I had the day one PS4. And it's really fun. It's really picking up now. And, uh, you know, it's cosmic. It's got a very strange plot, but it's getting really epic. Um, Adam Warlock is in it. I won't go too further more in spoilers just in case, but it's pretty cool. Rocket definitely steals the show in the game. So from that, I have uh, just kind of been chilling out playing that game and it feels great to play something and not hear my PlayStation 4 sound like it's actually uh, on set of Top Gun just because of how loud the damn uh, fan is in that console poor thing See, seems like you've been living at the movie theater lately huh yeah i saw top gun uh, i saw jurassic world did i see something else i saw the bob's burger movie too that was fun yeah um, you gave top gun what a, an eight i gave it a 10 out of 10 was it 10 it was a 10 you tied top gun with spider-man no way home huh dude top gun maverick is incredible and i saw it in dolby and i was just i'm still blasting danger zone i'm trying to get i'm trying to convince the rest of the band to we want to change our intro before we go into the start of set and i'm really trying to convince them to play danger zone as our intro song that song always makes you think of barney stinson when he was dressed up as maverick for the halloween party. oh yeah yeah it, it fits um was he maverick or was he trying to be i don't know Iceman. I don't know their names, man. It was Maverick. I've never seen that movie. It makes sense he'd be Iceman because he wants to be the villain. He always thinks the villain is the good guy or like the leader. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Um, that's Val Kilmer's character. Yeah. So, uh, and you gave Jurassic World a 5.5-ish out of uh, out of 10. Not Dude, good, Jurassic huh? World, Dominion. Okay, I personally feel like it's better than Fallen Kingdom. That movie was just terrible. Is that this another Jurassic just, World movie? Yeah, it's the middle one before this in the new trilogy. Um, it basically has a lot to do with cloning and just really bad story. But this one was okay. I mean, they brought back the OG cast, which was awesome, but it took like 40 minutes to really ramp up and finally get some cool dino action. And the whole prom- like premise of like what the movie is about could be really cool outside of Jurassic World and Jurassic Park as a franchise. It They made like a conclusion of this six movie series now um, by somehow not making it about the dinosaurs. It was about something totally different. And it just, it, it felt weird and choppy, but I know that movie was had a lot of delays and issues because of COVID. And so it took so much longer to film it. And I think it shows. So I can't like make it like it's total crap, but like it was just, it was boring. and It was way too damn long. I'm sorry. But I had some fun moments, so if you just want to see some dinosaurs, the dinosaurs are good. Star-Lord, Gwen Stacy, the Grandmaster. Oh, yeah. It's hard to see a a movie nowadays without some Marvel characters in it. Even Top Gun had Reed Richards in it. I was watching the Honest trailer for Sonic 2, and, uh, you know, they make fun of stuff, and at the end it shows the, uh, the shadow reveal. And when they're doing starring and they showed shadow and it's starring Chris Pratt, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I haven't seen Sonic two yet. Oh, sorry. I haven't either, it's but okay. I, I did watch the honest trailer. I haven't yeah, seen Sonic okay. one yet, to be honest with you. It's not bad. Honestly, it's not bad. Ben Schwartz, I think is what makes Sonic so much fun, but I, if it ever comes to streaming, I'll definitely watch the second one, but it's on Paramount plus fam. I gotta get Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Yeah, I need to get it because I still promised Brian I watched the Halo series. I could definitely Param- use that. Paramount Plus. Sponsored Not sponsored. <laughs> hey, if you guys want. If not, that's gonna cost you $500 right now. So 
there's a lot of stuff that's been going on, but we want to focus on two really cool things that have come out in the news this past week in terms of Marvel. And so let's dive into it right here. News or footage. Keyword Marvel News. Oh, thank you, Jarvis. So the first thing that's come out was, uh, I don't want to say, I don't know, it was unexpected just to have it come out right now, but it totally makes sense. And it's like, how is this not, you know, announced sooner? So deadline on uh, June 9th, they had the exclusive article, Marvel's Thunderbolts movie taps Jake Schreier as the director. And so that just confirms that Thunderbolts movie actually is happening. Not a series, but it's actually a movie. And so... If you're confused or curious on who Schreier actually is, so he started uh, directing the classic Kanye West and Kendrick Lamar music videos. Then he uh, did some more stuff in 2013 at Sundance with a movie called uh, Robot and Frank. Then he also uh, directed Paper Towns, which totally sucked, in my opinion. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, he's done some other things, so go check him out. But the cool thing about it is that we're actually getting a Thunderbolts movie. Now, if you guys are unfamiliar with Thunderbolts, this is basically kind of like an anti-Avengers of like the the anti-heroes, the people who can kind of be one step above in terms of like gore and just evilness, I'd say, of uh, Suicide Squad if we're going to compare and contrast. But it's definitely like the Marvel equivalent. Now, Thunderbolts gets his name because one of the leaders who puts it all together is Thunderbolts Ross. But we kind of know, unfortunately, with the passing of... Um, the character and the actor and everything this past uh, several months. It kind of makes it a little bit curious to see what they can do, and we'll get into that in just a second here. But the nice thing about this is that who could we see in the movie who have made their appearances in Phase 4 so far? Who do we got, Louie? Who can you think of right off the top of your head? For sure. Uh, mm. John Walker. Right. And US um, agent. Uh, Yelena. Also, Contessa, Valentina, Allegra, Davon, Dave Fontaine, I assume, will be a major player. I have a th- note about her I'm going to come back to in a second. We saw a little bit of him, and we're going to see a lot more of him in August. I assume Abomination will be a part of that. Because why bring him back now unless you're really going to bring him back, you know? Right. That's a good point. People like to think of it as like, you take the Avengers, you make them a little more scummy and evil. So you got to like figure out who's going to play this guy, who's going to play that guy. So you need like an Iron Man and you need a uh, almost a Hawkeye type. But then the other problem is you got the young Avengers. So then you need a, a younger Iron Man, a younger Black Widow, a younger Captain America. It's like, okay, can we just not base everything off of the main Avengers? So with the with the Thunderbolts, the thing was... Red Hulk and Abomination, which I thought was too much just brute people. So I think they're going to do Abomination because, correct me if I'm wrong, Thaddeus Ross and Red Hulk kind of went hand in hand and Thaddeus Ross probably isn't going to be in the movie. So, yeah, I'd say those three for certain. Those are pretty good. How would you feel about Zemo? Okay, Zemo, yes. Yes, but you posted a thing the other day that I didn't like as much. Zemo, the problem with Zemo is John Walker hates him. And I feel like if you're going to have John Walker in there, you can't have these guys that hate each other. Also, one of the options was Bucky Barnes. And I was like, that's that do, that that doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, who am I? So if Bucky Barnes is in it, then there's no way Zemo's in it. Let's just say I that. wonder if they would try and do it, though, just because they have that beef between them and they kind of try to, like, come to peace with it a little bit more in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, but how long until it just just feels overdone? Right. Um, I'm trying to see some other iterations of like in the comics who've come up on the Thunderbolts team and everything. Um, it's kind of all over the place. The Og, if you will. There we go. Uh, Zemo was a leader and I'm looking at the Thunderbolts 1 original uh, Atlas and Goliath uh, Beetle, Mach-I Mach-2, Mach-3, a bunch of them Moonstone, Meteorite, Songbird Fixer, Jolt, Hawkeye Charcoal, Ogre, Amazon Man-Killer, Black Health, Plant-Man uh, Cyclone, Harrier 
Shrek, Sully for Monsters Inc. Yeah, there's some people I've never even heard of. So uh, I don't fi- know. Finding Dory. <laughs> Morbius. Um, Mor- it's Morbin time. Morbius two. Morbius. Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot. Let me get a name for you that probably isn't, but would make sense if it was. Oh, I found the name, but I don't know the actual name. Trish Walker. Did you watch Jessica Jones? I have not. So Jessica Jones is a Netflix original show that is now on Disney Plus. And it seems like they're trying to blend those shows in a little more. And Jessica Jones, her best friend is Trish Walker, who then slowly like starts to become villainous. And then in the third, she is the villain. Uh, but then at the end, instead of killing her, Jessica Jones sends her to the raft, which is where uh, Baron Zemo is and all that good stuff. So it seems like the Thunderbolts aren't um, like cosmic or very super powered villains. So I think she would fit in pretty well there. Everyone's pretty much Earth generated. Yeah. It's a cool pick. There's some other people too, like they mentioned Ghost being one, but I don't really know if we're ever going to see Ghost again, to be honest. Yeah, she seemed very unimportant. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the other person would be Taskmaster, which yeah, goes I in think the same line. I think everybody hated. I think you're you're better off with Ghost than you are Taskmaster. I mean, Ghost is really cool, and the idea is cool, but it's just it doesn't seem like Ghost really needs to be further involved in MCU. But I don't know. But with this other way, I think it's going to be cool to see some kind of like darker side of uh, like a team Avenger equivalent in the MCU being present. And I really, the more I think about this, I really think this is just, you know how they said they're not making really any more Avengers titled films, but it's going to be some still like big stuff they lead up to. Yeah. I think down the road, really one of the big, like the next big, big event for the MCU is going to be, um, they're gearing up for secret wars. They're getting up their team of new Avengers, young Avengers doing Thunderbolts. We have the Eternals. So the cosmic side, what happens to the Guardians. There's a lot of stuff that they're all setting up to all these different teams. So it's going to make Secret Wars has to be the big, big thing coming up in the future. Hellcat. Her name is Hellcat. Ah. Now, the only thing I wanted to mention about this too before we move on is, uh, so Allegra de Valentine, I can never remember her name. Contessa Allegra Valentina de Fontaine. So with her character, I kind of wonder if they knew um, that things were kind of needing to have like the leader for the Thunderbolts, but the character, I don't know too much in the comics, but they needed someone to try and spearhead that a little more just because of um, that is Ross's like the actress health and everything was probably known for a while. So I could see that's why they're like, Hey, we need to bring her in ASAP or else you probably would have seen Thaddeus shown up more at different times. Um, Cause I totally could see him showing up in the Falcon, the winter soldier to really try and recruit um, John Walker instead of her. But who knows? Yeah, I would assume so. And she seems to be taking on like a like a Nick Fury role. I want to see them interact. That'd be kind of cool because I bet they have history. Alrighty. So outside of that movie, other movie news, going back to our favorite uh, from the neighborhood webhead. This is something I am a little bit 50-50 on. But basically, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be coming back to theaters in September. And so this new cut of No Way Home, subtitled More Fun Stuff version, is going to be including some more deleted scenes that, and this is where I get a little peeved off, is that they weren't included in the actual physical DVD. So it's roughly about like 15 extra minutes to the movie, which is awesome. Um, So they'll have these extra scenes in there, but it's just, I'm upset a little bit and annoyed and frustrated because Sony knew that they were going to do this way ahead of time, guarantee it, because they wanted that extra box office push and just, keep capitalizing on the success of MCU uh, shared Spider-Man with Tom Holland. But basically having this DVD come out with has some cool scenes. They're saving the best ones that they didn't even include on the physical release. So they could do this theatrical re-release. And then odds are once this comes out, it's played as run in the theaters for days, weeks, how long it is probably not very long. I'll probably give another 
physical home release to get even more sales because they know people like me and other huge diehard fans are going to want the version that's longer and has the extra content on it. So that means I'm probably going to end up having to buy a second copy of this freaking movie. And that's why I'm a little annoyed. You could return the first copy. Yeah, I probably will. I probably would do that ahead of time. And I need to actually buy 4K version. So it's a good problem to have, I guess. But some of the scenes include are like a spider hangout or Peter hangout. So that's a longer scene. Uh, they actually have longer interrogation scene and a few others. So I'm excited to see it. Louie, are we going to go see it on when it comes back? Do we want to go? I don't think it's going to do as well. It kind of was like an opening night movie. I think the very first night and very first showing you're going to get the most people than if it's more than a like if it's I assume they'll probably do the whole weekend. Um, other screenings probably won't be as many, but probably not IMAX, probably not Dolby, nothing big, no 3D, just straight normal theaters. So as long as it gets full, I bet you'll still get the diehards to still go crazy and react just excitement. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Uh, yeah, the problem with that movie, not problem. I shouldn't say it's a problem, but like Endgame is very rewatchable and you still get excited. But with that movie, like the excitement really takes you over the first time. Mm-hmm. And then when you watch it a second, third, fourth time, like like you knew that the other Spider-Men were going to be in it, but you didn't know, you know? Yeah. So when you see him, you're like, there he is, it happened. And everybody's losing their damn minds. But if, you know, now that you know, it's not like, you're losing your mind over it again, but I don't know. That's just me. And uh, speaking of tickets, tickets are going on sale tomorrow, which are June 13th uh, when this episode should be out. Hopefully we got our tickets already for Thor Love and Thunder. So I'm so prepared. excited for that movie. If you had to put, actually, I don't even need to ask. It's a perfect 10 out of 10 of excitement for you, isn't it? Pretty much. I'd say like a, yeah, like a nine or 10 out of 10. Right. Yeah, man, I uh, I really hope tickets don't go on sale at midnight or else I got to stay up. But I can't remember if Doctor Strange, I got him in the morning. Yeah, I got him on, I got him in the morning. I think Spider-Man was a special thing that you needed to stay up for. I don't feel like this is going to be as That one was as, hard, dude. That one crazy. was hard. You say that, and then you hear me scrambling like, fuck, 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 fuck. They got the seats I want or locked me out, and then there's issues. So we'll see, but all right. Let's go and talk about this show that we're here to talk about. What does it feel like? Cosmic. I always thought I wanted this kind of life. But I never imagined any of this. Do you know what you are? Episode 1, Generation Y. Kamala Khan attends AvengerCon, only to discover that she herself might have superpowers. <gasps> so right off the bat, this episode came, clocks in at like 47 minutes. I was very glad it was longer than just 29, 30. I was expecting it to be a shorter thing. Other episodes probably will be short, but it was good. I really, I, I'm pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this episode. How did you feel, Louie? I I didn't like love 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 it. Like like Richard, friend of the show, he love love loved it. And I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. I don't know, I'm still like uh still like a little bitch boy about the whole different powers thing. It really it's driving me driving me a little crazy right now. And but, that's where I have a theory we'll talk about at the end. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like it's very this show seems very like any other coming of age show like full house or boy meets world or stuff like that where like the kid is like but i want to go to this thing and the parents are like you can't go to this thing and then they're like Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna go and we're gonna come up with a thing and you know if you've seen it once you've seen it a billion times and you know, it's like the parents being unreasonable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe when my kids are older, I'll understand. But they're like, she's like, I've been doing so well and I just want to go to this thing. Can I please go? And they're just like, no, absolutely not. Zero percent chance. 
but but mm. why? Because I said so. Or you can dress up like the Hulk. It's like they were worried about her showing her goods off, but she had the outfit on and she wasn't showing any goods off. Not to you know, not to say a sixteen year old has goods, but you know what I'm saying. You get that as a parent, just want to make sure there's a little bit of over. Well, clearly here there's a lot of overprotection, and so uh, there's even some other like cultural presence there too, which is how it influences that piece too. I was listening to another show and uh, one of the co-hosts was actually from Pakistan and he was talking about like this, you know, so accurate in my family and like this is me and my siblings and here in time and time. And so um, it's cool to see there's more representation on screen and everything. So there's some funny stuff, but just uh, it's like, oh my God, I I felt myself in the show. So it's really cool. But I, I get you mean, that's why like, I think you and I were both a little hesitant about the show. Um, just not as excited about just seeing it but we're gonna watch it, of course because here we are so the whole like high school very young thing um it might feel like it's too i don't know like young adult and teenager for our viewing it doesn't bother me it's just it seems very like i've seen it before just because i've seen it before doesn't mean i'm i don't like it i just i've, I've seen it already right and maybe that's just what i needed to do for the first episode get it out of the way uh and set up for what ensues because definitely the life's not going to be similar but yeah um the one thing i really enjoy though is that the parents are well the mother is definitely hiding something which is very that i will say that as a trope but the father abu as they refer to him i think he's hilarious and (laughs) when we get to it later when uh they're trying to help out with uh okay you find you can go to the convention on certain conditions I totally picture you doing this for your children down the road, being like, yeah, you know what? I will totally dress up full costume and everything just to go enjoy something with you too. Because it's always a good dad. Did you see, I doubt it, but did you watch the the movie Turning Red on Disney yeah. Plus? You did watch it with the red pandas. It feels that a lot was, like the first episode of this, That was this, this right? first episode, right? It's the exact same thing. So like I said, you've seen it once, you know, they were Asian. It's different. Cool. I mean, you know what I mean? But she's like, no, you need to study and do your homework and this and that. And you can't go to the concert. She's like, but mom, I'm, I want to go. And then they come up with this elaborate plan and she goes to the concert anyway. And she gets busted and the mom's hiding that she's also a red panda and this and that. And spoilers for turning red if you haven't watched it somehow. Or like, if you're like really wanting to watch it, but just didn't yet, like, sorry. You should. It's actually uh, really good. Yeah, it's not bad. Like I said, I've seen I've seen it, but it's not bad. Um, but yeah, like she finds the uh, what do we call that? A cuff? Yeah, I'm referring to it as a cuff. Some bangles. What is that? Mm. Ching. She's like, oh, this was grandma's, or she probably had a better name than grandma. Uh, I believe it, Nani. Nani's not, box of stuff. So. And then the mom was like, that is garbage. She just takes it from her and hands it to her brother and tells him to put it upstairs and hide it. So mom is like, Nani used to be Captain Marvel or something. Yeah. So the whole, th- I was thinking about this on the drive. Actually, I want to save it. I want to save it or else I'm going to go way too off tangent. Um, the whole high school antic thing, it just where they're at, it's very coming of age, right? Especially with, encountering a new superpower in the middle of it all i could totally see and i want to see uh tom holland's version of peter parker kate bishop and kamala khan all have like a scene or do something together shared because um she reminds me a lot of peter with like how tom portrays him with a little like bubbliness and like why can't i do this come on and just i feel like they would all just just completely just vibe off of each other in a scene and be uh pretty entertaining to watch i would love to see them what age is Kamala Khan? She's 16. Uh, I, I want to say 14, but I don't think that's right. I think it's either 15 or 16 because she starts off in this trying to do her driver's, uh, not a test, but just trying to learn how to drive. Ah, that's right. So she's probably taking lessons. Yeah, she's probably like 15. Yeah. So that puts her like a freshman, maybe. Sophomore, maybe. But Tom, Holl- Tom Holland's Spider-Man is getting his GED. So he's already past graduation. So he's a little bit older. So, and then Kate Bishop, 
she's rich and I think she was homeschooled, but I think she's past high school as well, correct? Yeah, she's in college. So that's also a good point. I didn't even think about where does this actually take place in terms of the MCU? I feel like the best person to pair up with Miss Marvel here, obviously, would be the Marvels, but like age wise, would probably be America Chavez. But like storyline wise, doesn't make any sense. She's in Comertage. Homie's in New Jersey. Yeah, I didn't think about America Chavez. But also going back, like when does this actually take place? That's my thing. Um, and we'll get to some other clues, but a lot like this whole opening sequence in the show as she's like a YouTube content creator. I love that whole just paper mache, all the art she's doing and talking about uh, her like love and fascination for Miss Marvel or for Captain Marvel. I'm going to do that a lot. I apologize, guys. Um, but kind of talking about what happened at Endgame and where is she now and how they're getting the information. I didn't catch anything that could have alluded to the events of No Way Home or uh, Multiverse of Madness. No Way Home would make more sense. Yeah, so it's definitely after Endgame, like you said. For me, I don't like to dig deep into it like that. I just assume that everything is taking place currently. A lot of people like to dig in and be like, is it in between this show and that show? Or is it going on during this? Or Unless they come out and go, hey, just so you know, Black Widow happens right after Civil War. Other than that, I'm going to just think that it's right this right now. I'm sure it'll come more into fruition as the season goes on. It'll yeah. probably make more sense. I don't have time to sit there and figure out when this is happening. But yeah. Another interesting thing about that paper mache thing you were talking about, other than blonde Hawkeye, was she was like, Captain Marvel is so cool. She blew up Thanos's fleet. Mm-hmm. How did she know that? Because they tried to keep I'm it. I'm glad you asked. She tried to keep it pretty, not she, but like the Avengers, government, yeah. blah, 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 tried to keep it under wraps pretty well to the point where people think Captain America's on the moon. Yeah. So how on earth does she know that Captain Marvel blew up Thanos' fleet? So did you see the whole part uh, talking about Ant-Man's multiple appearances on podcasts? Ah. Yeah. Big Me, Little Me, a Scott Lang podcast by his Powered Life, or by this Powered Life was the podcast people. Um, So I guess really Scott Lang has been the only one who's been like talking about stuff because, you know, he's, as his character is, probably very... uh, loose lift so a lot of the stuff is probably coming from him and then whatever else like found put footage and what people happen to know or like eyewitness accounts stuff like that so it's all very you know it's it's a long game of telephone so i think that also kind of makes sense why people think ant-man was in the battle in new york like we saw in the rogers the musical so now that we've seen that i guarantee i really guarantee you that we're going to see some sort of podcast appearance or reference in Ant-Man and the Wallace Quantum Mania. Just because it's seen here, I got to see it. It's After it's I saw happen. that, I was like, we need to get Scott Lang on our show. But then I was thinking about it and how Paul Rudd, or even most of the actors, don't particularly care about Marvel too terribly much. Like they were a all, lot of them do now. A lot of the hard, were, like ones who have been in it for a long time, they, they, they got a passion for it. But I, I always come back to the interview where they're trying to figure out... Uh, for Ant-Man and the Wasp, they're asking everybody what Thor's hammer's name is. And they're all saying Majol- Majolner? Maj- Modular? And then Paul Rudd is like, Jonathan? <laughs> so or is that I just could, Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd? Yeah, but I feel like we'd try and talk to him. He'd be like, Jonathan? Who is King yeah. the Conqueror? What, what is this he who remains gentleman? Plus, you got to keep everything under lock and key, so... We got to get a Scott Lang impersonator on the show. <laughs> and funny you asked for record. I was looking through going through the uh, good old Marvel studio spoilers subreddit to see if I could find out stuff about Wakanda forever because some stuff is coming out. Um, apparently, I forget the name. I think it was one of the writers uh, or directors based of Miss Marvel asked Kevin Feige if they could retcon part of Endgame by saying, oh, could we say that there's actually like drones doing live footage from the battle? Uh, at Avengers Campus or whatever in Endgame. And <laughs> Kevin just goes, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Thank you, Feige. And Feige, that would, I, I don't think I would have liked that either. 
But that would have been to your point. Like, how do people know? They would have been like, oh, they got all things seen there. Then it's like, that seems awfully convenient. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked that at all. But alas, that Avengers Con looked. I've never been to a convention, but that oh, looked. Really? Yeah, I've never. Uh huh. I'm not a big fan of big crowds, mm-hmm. but even so, like, it would have to be something I was really into. Yeah. And, like, the closest thing I can think of is Asin. Yeah, that's a con. But, but Asin isn't for Marvel. It's for anime. It's anime central. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't watch animes. And I don't know any other cons that happen around here. Other, you know, there's San Diego Comic Con off the top of my head, and that's in San Diego, clearly. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I've never been to a con, but that that Avengers con looked like uh, garbage. Do most cons look like that? You know, that's why it's funny. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. There was I cool stuff. There's yes. a lot of cool stuff, but yeah, conventions don't look like that typically. That was... It's a it's entire like exhibit hall floor with tons of vendors and booths and a grid system, and then there's like panels and stuff in separate ballrooms. So that's why I was like, oh wow, they're going to do a convention. But then they show this, and I was like, this looks like it's being put on by, like, a back alley kind of weird sketchy group. Yeah. And like, yeah. here's a weird ED. Like, I kind of understand. If they saw photos of, a, like, what the setup's supposed to look like online, the parents being concerned about Kamala going, I kind of agree. That's a little freaky. Um, especially, it was. did you notice it was that Camp Leahy? Was that pronounced right? Camp Leahy? I always forget the name of it. It was the same camp uh, military base that Cap was it oh. stationed at? Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, it was. It says the birthplace of uh, Captain America, which. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't. Yeah. Connect the dots. Yeah, it was held at the bunker there, which we originally saw get destroyed and freaking bombed in the Winter Soldier. So, that's even more sketchy. Like it's, <laughs> it's a destroyed area, and then they're going in and doing this weird con. Can we? Uh, yeah. We were talking about Ant Man a little bit, and I didn't even bring it up. Can we bring it up? Um. Avengers Endgame, they're at the diner, and the Russo brothers' kids, who end up, one of them ends up being Hawkeye's daughter, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) They come up, and they're like, can we have your autograph, Mr. Hulk? And he's like, sure, dab, or whatever. And uh, Lang goes, do you want my autograph? I'm Ant-Man. And they were like, and he just tells them, like, get the hell out of here, or whatever he says. But so he wasn't like super popular. Nobody knew who he was. But now in this, there's Ant-Man crap everywhere, fam. Yeah, even a giant Ant-Man from when he yeah. was in the water. So he starts this podcast. It must be doing pretty well. He's pretty, pretty popular guy now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about time he gets the recognition he deserves. It is pretty cool. But at that ache, uh, the AvengerCon, there are some cool stuff, which I hope they actually release as products and merchandise in the coming months and weeks. <laughs> um, but like, there's some funny stuff. Like, did you see there was like, like a card or a postcard uh, that had like a little animated version of a, excuse me, illustrated version of cap. And it yeah. has him looking over pointing. He says, you're welcome America to his ass. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's funny. Um, there are some really cool things in there too. Cap's I, little dumpy. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Um, I was trying to find a list of everything because I just didn't have enough time to take notes. But one thing I did think was pretty funny. You can actually go check it out at uh, actually Marvel.com. They have an article about the Miss Marvel Easter egg paradise of VendorCon. But one thing that was really funny, uh, Amont explained that nobody knows that Groot's name is Groot. So they know some names. I think that was the fun that we had played with VendorCon. People might know some things, but they don't know all the things. They don't know everyone's actual code name or their real name because it's the ground's eye view of the Marvel Universe. And that's why I see a lot of kind of weird just put together merchandise there. Um, But basically, they just think that this guy's name is Mr. Tree. That sounds like a name. So he's Mr. Tree. So that's why you see tree stuff instead of Groot. Um, It was kind of funny. It's literally the only thing he can say is I am Groot. But it's also that costume contest and just some other cool stuff. There's even some professional cosplayers just in the crowd there too, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I would have loved to have been on that set. It looks like it'd be so much fun. It was it was crazy to me. Not really crazy. Mm-hmm. Ironic, I guess, is what I would say. Because 
in the world that you and I live in, mm-hmm. Brie Larson is under attack as Captain Marvel. Everyone, you know, thought the movie was boring and hated it and this and that, and she's not good and uh, whatever. I think she's great, but that's not the general consensus. You know, let's start a petition to get rid of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel and Captain uh-huh. Marvel sucks, blah, 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 and get her out of here and. We're going to postpone the Marvels and give you Quantumania first, this and that. Mm. But in this, they have a whole costume contest where it's only Captain Marvel. Like, she's so popular that they had enough people dress up to work. It was it was an only Captain Marvel costume contest. Yeah, there was a lot. Well, no, they had other costume contests going on. Okay, uh, there was one, I forget who I saw, but they were just walking off the stage as they were preparing for this one. Ah, that makes a little more sense. But I was just like, why is it only Captain Marvel? (laughs) Like, I feel like it was Cap. Maybe someone else. But yeah, um, I do feel it was kind of like surprising to see just how popular Captain Marvel is. Um, But there's other things like there's an Asgard uh, Pride t-shirt that was in there. There was... I did see that for Valkyrie. Yeah, there was a tourism booth for new Asgard too. That was kind of cool. Get her own Avengers Con going. Yeah, there's tons of like Mjolnir souvenirs and um, the Hills of Asgard role playing game was there. Build your own rainbow bridge, meditation and self improvement, the Asgarding way. Um, gigantic dude at Adventure Con, little fairy Scott. What else? There's pin particles for yourself, assign reads, ant snacks. That's funny. Um, there's some other fun stuff. There's even a memoir that says, I was there, written by a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, detailing the clash between the heroes of Earth and the alien scourge threatening our fragile planet, which also contains a conversation with Hawkeye. Oh, and a first-hand account of Tony Stark using the Infinity Gauntlet, um, even though the author was 6,000 feet away. <laughs> so there you go. It's just more people talking and uh, just making random details up. But yeah, Avengers Con was cool. What did happen at Avengers Con, though, was Kamala actually got her powers to happen because of that accident with her. Well, she forgot to put on her photon gloves and then the gauntlet or bracelet just basically was like, oh, here's some power and just shit went nuts. Ant-Man lost his head. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild when Ant-Man lost his head. She like she projects a random cosmic thing. Just starts swinging it and then decapitates Ant-Man. And the thing that surprised me, and for some reason this always surprises me, is that we're going to go with Claire. I can't remember the girl's name. The other girl? Uh, her friend. The one that's not her friend, but want, but she wants to be her friend. Oh, who used to be her friend, right? Like the bully or whatever. She's, I don't know. Doesn't yeah, matter. Zoe. Zoe. So she's standing there and then the 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 head comes and then she just watches it and then just takes her away like Miley Cyrus on that music video. Boom, gone. And she has to like save her with her giant yeah. mystical hand. But I was just like, why why stand there and watch the thing hit you? Move. Duck. Something. No. Ah. <laughs> and it came fast when it actually shows it like smack smashing her. She got hit. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was done for. And she that was, was not. funny. That was pretty funny. Um, then she rescues her and everything. And I don't even know if Zoe actually recognized that it was Kamala at first until later on. I forget if they show that in the post. What happens? Um, she was like, "Oh, do you make birthday appearances or do you make appearances or whatever?" Yeah. Um, she's basically, Zoe's an influencer. Aren't Influencers we all? Influencers are in the MCU. Maybe there's. Maybe she's friends with uh, Flash. Flash Thompson. Before we go on, I did want to talk a little bit about like the suit itself and the tech because the person who's really putting all this costume together for Kamala is her good friend Bruno. Personally, Bruno good looks friend. like he's totally, yeah, he's totally into her, right? I mean, in love. He's making a really dope costume for her. He's spending all this time. He's learning how to do new things like airbrushing and all that stuff to make her uh, cosplay look great. And then you see him working on the gloves again above his, uh, like, kind of wherever he lives. But what I noticed was kind of cute. So you know how she's talking and that whole texting sequence, oh my God, was amazing. Um, with the the fluorescent lights to the signs on the ground, that was cool. That, and they said that Spider-Verse helped inspire their like look and tone, same with Scott Pilgrim. So that's why I was like, ooh, you got my attention, guys. But with that uh, 
when her mother and father say you can go for two hours but you're you got to go with your dad and they're like you're gonna go with the hulk and everything and he shows up and it looks awesome uh i think my complaint is she should have just gone with your dad because that's so cool why would you say no to that um but bruno knows okay well looks like you got to go as hulk now so in that little like here's our suggested plan dramatization before the plan actually goes in the plan uh Bruno is dressed as Tony Stark, but then he's wearing a lab coat. He says, oh, I'm Bruce Banner. And he's wearing just a, a simple lab coat when he goes. So he probably dressed up like Bruce Banner to make her feel better. She had to dress up like the Hulk to kind of like pair up instead of going as Tony Stark as envisioned or whatever. So just going to show this kid really is head over heels for. Her. Plus, they almost made out on the rooftop before they started fake fighting. True, true, true. I love when I almost make out with somebody and then we start fake <laughs> fighting. It's the best. <laughs> Every time. So Paul, with, Bru- bang. <laughs> with Bruno, though, he's a uh, super smart. And I saw it in my second viewing of today. So he is working on an application shown just very briefly or looking into it uh, to go to Caltech. So California Institute of Technology and everything because he's so damn smart, right? So I don't know if they're old enough to be like seniors or if he's older, who knows? But that's what made me think a little bit about it. He's very smart. Put him on the West Coast for Caltech. I wonder if that could be an illusion for West Coast Avengers at all. Not saying he will be an Avenger. I haven't looked too much into his like comic adaptation or if he's completely new as a character. But just uh, that West Coast made me think about it. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. But who else is in the West Coast? Uh, Ant-Man, uh, yep. She-Hulk, mm-hmm. and I believe that's it. I think Hawkeye was on West Coast for a while, too. So maybe well, Kate Bishop was, could be that. Well, well, he was in the West Coast Avengers in like the comics, but in... in oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I just meant in, in the, the MCU. MC, in the MCU. Right. On, on the West Coast there, the, all I can think of is our Ant-Man and Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk. Eddie Brock was in San Francisco. After No Way Home, I don't want to talk about Eddie Brock anymore. <laughs> broke oh, my, Eddie, man. more like Eddie broke my heart. Damn, it's morbid time. Morbius. <clears throat> so for the end of this episode, there was actually two. No, there was just one. Right, post credit sequence, which I was actually surprised we got one right off the bat. Just one. But who is back, other than? The uh, damage control guy. Yeah, that's what Richard said. I don't know who he is. I don't remember him. He's the guy who's interrogating Peter and friends in No Way Home. Okay. Yeah, he's the the police officer, or not the officer, but he's the agent and everything. Like talking about, like, oh wow, you did this, you did that, you're in trouble. What happened? That's him. So that's why I'm wondering a little bit, like, when does he actually, uh, like. When does it actually take place, right? Just because they're there. Yeah, Agent Cleary. Agent Cleary is his name. So ah. he's in the post credit sequence, and they show um, basically like, hey, look at this. Check it out. And he's like, huh. But yeah, he kind of looks over, and he's seeing like, oh, let's bring her in. So I guess she's going to be having a conversation with them. Yeah, I don't remember that guy, but I've only seen No Way Home twice. And the first time I wasn't focused on Officer Cleary. And to be fair, the second time I was not focused <laughs> on Officer Cleary. <laughs> right. Yeah, the DODC. That's what they're called. Uh, Department of Damage Control. But what I wonder a little bit more, and this is where I'm starting to go into theory territory. So is there anything you want to talk about the episode before I go in my crazy-ass theory? Um, one thing that I noticed that doesn't matter, but I do want to say it. I texted you. I texted Richard. Kamala's house has... At least, at least 17 lamps in it. And I asked you, why does this house have so many lamps? And you just said, ha ha ha, or whatever you said, doesn't matter. And then Richard was like, how did you even notice that? And I said, well, he's got the Zazu, or what is it called? Zuzu. A Zuzu. So he's got the little Zuzu thing. And he goes, Zuzu, turn the lights on. And then all the lights turn on. But when you see all the lights turn on, you see... 48 lamps turn on in the living room. Beep, 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 beep. I was like, 
why are there so many lamps? And Richard's like, well, it's an older house. They don't have overhead lighting. It's like, cool, but still, there's a lot of lamps. That's all. Blinded by the light. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to go back and see that because I forgot about it too. Um, so this theory I got, I was saying about this. So let me start off by saying we know that in Shang-Chi, in the end, they're talking about the rings and everything, and they're trying to figure out the origin because it's setting off like a beacon, right? Well, I think that whoever created those rings or whatever the source is also are the same source of these actual, uh, this this gauntlet, this wrist bracelet, whatever that Kamala has. And so that's how she's able to get these like type of cosmic powers. And so given that it's very supernatural and everything, and you were talking about earlier, like I'm still kind of annoyed that they didn't give Kamala her actual powers right. And it's all weird. It's from this device instead of being an inhuman. Well, that's when I started thinking. So my theory, and I caught this uh, earlier. So when Kamala messes up and just completely messes up the, the driving lesson, uh, her mom is saying it's all her fault, like the mother's fault. Uh, I was just kind of like on the way home talking about it. But she makes a, a comment saying it's, oh, it's because of my genetics. And then she says, blah, blah, blah. She's just kind of going over. But genetics is a very particular term to use in that s- statement. Not like saying, it's, oh, you get it from me or no, no, no. Genetics. And a lot of genetics is important because of inhumans, which is what um, like Kamala Khan is historically known for and derived from in the comics. So inhumans were more prevalent in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not really so much like in the actual MCU. And then we got King of Inhumans, Black Bolt himself, in the latest installment right before this, Multiverse of Madness. So I think inhumans are actually- Spoiler gonna, alert. Yeah, whatever. You guys got spoiled like the same day because people are assholes on TikTok. Um, so sorry if this is your first time. But and humans are definitely going to come. And this is where I think it comes into like fruition. So my theory, as they go on with uh, the rest of the team in future MCU content, they're going to try and investigate more of these like cosmic devices that are on Earth that have been around for a millennia or centuries. Who knows? And I'm starting to even think you could even have a piece to do with the vibranium or that large asteroid that gave Wakanda its source for all of its resources for vibranium, the the herb, everything. And why I thought of Black Panther potentially being from the same source is because when Kamala puts on that cuff earlier in the show, she goes to that weird kind of like trippy uh, astral plane. And it almost looks like very similar to what uh, like Black Panther experiences in the movie and everything. When you ingest the herb and see the uh the previous panthers and everything now the people in this are it's it's a lot of people and they just have silhouettes and like kind of glowy eyes i swear some of them actually looked like recognizable characters i'll have to go back and see if i can break it down but it's very unique and it looks very resemblance of black panther so that's why i think it's all connected but because of the genetics and the way her powers are working it's very strange and unique, and we know that it's almost like her grandma uh, also had it, but her mom's very like, no, that's junk. She knows what it is. So what I'm wondering, and this goes into Secret Invasion now that they're prepping for, I think Secret Invasion might be where actual Inhumans finally come into the MCU, and that's going to be part of what our Secret Invasion is going to be because we know there's like a nod to uh, sleeper cells of Kree in uh, far from home in that one end credit scene with the scrolls scrolls were really what caused secret invasion in the comics uh but now that we know that the scrolls were kind of like good guys and the Kree are the bad guys who that's all has been true i think secret invasion is really going to be a fight between the scrolls and the these like sleeper cells of Kree and everything but how do the Kree fight i think they're actually going to finally bring in the terrigen crystals or the terrigen to actually do the mist and everything and they're going to activate all the inhumans who exist on earth who don't even know about it and then somehow have control but that's where i'm thinking where eventually kamala khan will actually become an inhuman and get those true powers and the reason why she has them in a certain medium right now with her gauntlet i think this is kree technology that's allowing for these powers and abilities so I think when you wear that, because of her genetics, she has like the inhuman genes and everything that basically it's allowing her to still be human, but tap into her inhuman abilities and strengths and everything 
hence why you still see like the hand stretching and the weird stuff. But when it comes off, I mean, you, it's not doing it. So it's like Terrigen without actually going through the Terrigen mist and being converted into the human permanently. So that's my crazy, wacky theory um, about all that. But I also think Agent Clary is actually a scroll because of he was the only one who somehow knew. Why would he know in No Way Home about like uh, Nick Fury being off planet for a while now? Why would he know? Nick Fury doesn't tell people things. So I think the only way he knows is if he's a scroll. We've already seen some scroll presence in other things too, like in WandaVision and uh, likewise. So to recap my long-winded theory, Shang-Chi, Vibranium, and uh, Miss Marvel, I think all their powers come from the same source. That same source I think is Kree. And I think we're going to get Inhumans and Secret Invasion, and that's going to be a big commotion. Henry will be excited to get Lockjaw. That's all I know. You know, I... I don't know if we'll ever get Lockjaw, at least in his true sense, because that is a giant, massive CGI dog. And that well, he was, he was in the Inhuman show, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that didn't go so well. Brian, if you're listening, was Lockjaw in the Inhuman show? You're the only person I know that's watched it. I think he is. I don't know how present, though, or how present. Though. You can say that, but we have a giant CGI tree and a giant CGI Incredible Hulk and a giant CGI abomination and a bunch of giant cgi stuff yeah What's so hard it's a, about a dog maybe the movie budget but like for a show i don't think so so they try to do like an oh, yeah, show. no it'd have yeah. to be a movie yeah they'll figure something out what's cgi in the shows vision he's well, a lot of it's practical actually <laughs> no, I, I, I know i was just makeup surprisingly <laughs> but no that'd be a lot of cgi still so we'll see if my theory comes true in the next two years whenever secret invasion comes out but that's that's my theory. I think the Kree are really going to be the big contender and like antagonist group for that. And this is kind of leading the steps into that event in that show. Well, I guess that would make a little bit of sense because um, one of the main Kree people that we know being Ronan the Accuser is not a fan of Captain Marvel. True. He shows up on, on in the movie Captain Marvel before he starts painting his face and doing all that crazy stuff. So, I mean, there's there's that connection. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he maybe that's what brings Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel together. Is there is their creeness? Mm-hmm. Possible. Maybe that's ooh. Maybe that's what they actually do in the Marvels. I didn't think about that. It really depends on what comes out before what. But I think Secret Invasion and the Marvels are going to be next year, regardless. So, whichever comes first. No, the didn't, didn't the Marvels get pushed back even further than? It got I pushed back. I think it's maybe it's too, like late next year. I, I think it's supposed it was, to be early. I thought it was. They switched that with Quantumania. Yeah, Quantumania I think comes out in February now. Huh. Yeah, the Marvels is July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Sooner than I thought, I guess. Still a year away, but... Yeah. Uh, Spider-Verse across the Spider-Verse is June 2nd. Oh, that's going to be a fun summer. November 11th this year is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which I guess is going to happen because there's promo stuff being leaked. Do we get Brie Larson's Captain Marvel in this show at all? I think that's the final scene of the final episode. It has to be the setup like... She flies in, she meets her hero, like, <gasps> and then, like, did you see Shazam? Yes. So, you know, the very end when they bring in the the, the Shazam family, the Shazam family, but when they actually have Superman show up and the little kids like, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hope they don't like do that. that. I hope they don't do that. The no face Captain Marvel. I don't think the no face just because DC has no idea and no plan. That's why there's no face. Um, but no, nah, I think it's just going to be something like, hey, kid, we got to talk. And then she's going to be like, oh, my God. So what about Tiana Paris? Parrish? Oh, is uh, uh, Monica Rambeau. Yeah, she's the other Marvel, correct? Yeah, so she'll be the third. And so that's another little thing here, which I've seen this thrown around in this episode. And I'm not too sure how I feel about it, but um, some people think that she is already known, like in the actual MCO, like, MCU, MCO, people actually know about her because when Bruno's making the uh, the photon gloves for 
Kamala, if you have the closed captioning, and this is why it gets a little weird, photon is capitalized. It's not lowercase in the P. It's actually like, and one of her names in the multiple names in the past was like photon. So they wonder if the photon are actually from her. I do watch with closed captioning on. Didn't even notice that because I'm not a I'm not I a huge nerd. Either. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's the case. Nobody ever called her Photon. It could just be that's what her name's going to be. Maybe it's going to be Photon. Maybe but, it wasn't is. Wasn't that also but... uh, her mom's call call sign on her in the uh, Air Force? Wasn't a Photon? Because I think it said it on the jet, like blah blah Photon Rambo. Yeah. Probably Maria. So is she going to make an appearance in this show, or are they going to save that for the Marvels? That's a good question. So last time we saw Monica, she was talking to the one scroll in the end of WandaVision in the theater saying he wants to talk to you, and then basically implies they're probably going up, right? Maybe she's the one who grabbed... No, I think it's either going to go one or two ways. Okay, one or three ways, so I'm kind of taking a cop out here in my mind. Either option one... Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, Carol Danvers herself comes down to meet and bring uh, Kamala. Option two is it's just going to be Monica saying, hey, I have someone who uh, wants to talk to you, and it's going to be Captain Marvel, obviously. Or third is both Monica and Carol come down, meet uh, Kamala, and then take her away. So it's one of those three is my guess. It's going to be wild, man. She's not allowed to go to Avengers Con, but she's going to be allowed to go to space to talk to right. Samuel L. Jackson. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, that was episode one. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. I don't really know who the villain is going to be or if there's going to be a villain because I didn't get that, like, feeling right away. There wasn't really anyone alluded to. So, I don't know. No, it doesn't seem like a villainy show. But most of the MCU shows don't have villains. Say Moon Knight was the first one with, like, a true villain. And even Moon Knight, the villain was vanquished immediately. We'll see. We'll see. But now it's time for us to end off this show where we talk about a couple of things we've done recently, like trivia. So we got some shout outs to do. Shouting out to the world. So what we got here from June 7th, 2022. In Captain Marvel, what film script is Stan Lee rehearsing from during the train sequence? So the options are Clerks. Blade, Mallrats, or X-Men? I knew the answer to this. Well, you and 14 other people also knew the answer because the answer was Mallrats. And so... Mallrats starring Jason Lee. Yeah, have you ever seen Mallrats? It's really good. No. It's a good Kevin Smith movie. Didn't do well at all in the box office when it first launched, but um, Stanley has a really good touching role in that and there's a good story behind it. We can also talk about it later. But uh, yeah. We got some shout outs to do for those who answered right. A sh- 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 shout out. Jeff Duckman. Jedi Summers. Ocampo Custom. Sean Jr. 94. Starfighter Reviews. Kellum 112. NYC underscore A9. Cody Garcia 16. Pixie Dust dot Sammy. Mr. Marvel Minutes himself. Uh, jabs. We got Micah Fall. GC Malashevsky. Thank you, guys. And then you didn't even have to do Greg today. Look at you. I know that that might be the, one of the first times. Also phrasing. Um, where else we got right here? So the trivia. We have a couple more shoutouts here from the good old TikTok verse. Make sure you follow us there for all fun stuff and theories that we're going to be eventually putting out on content. There we have. <clears throat> let me see. Luna Moose, Aid Paw 12, Bentendo Switch, Marvel Fan 1963, and Ibizo121. Thanks, y'all. Shouts out. Oh, man. I entered a giveaway. Did you win? On TikTok. No, I never win, but I did enter. And I don't enter usually because I know I'm not going to win. And I, I, it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. But. A TikToker that I follow on my main channel was giving away two Doctor Strange Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was Strange and Wanda. Whatever. And um, a uh, a Doctor Strange Loungefly. Mm-hmm. 
Do you know what a lounge fly is? The little it's a little yeah, backpack. Yeah. They're really popular. And so Hannah was like, Oh, this is really cool. It'd be a nice anniversary present. And I was like, mm. fuck. <laughs> so I went on the Google and I looked up Doctor Strange Loungefly. $75. And I went, looks like I'm entering the giveaway, huh? And she, she does the rules that I copied where you got to tag, you got to like the video, follow her, tag, mm-hmm. um, tag a friend. The more comments you do with more friends, the more entries you get. Right. So I did that and I, I did an absolute buttload on my main, but now she has it. You got to go to Instagram, like the post on Instagram, comment your TikTok tag on Instagram. So I did that. And then I went to Earth 894's TikTok page and I tagged a buttload of people on that. And I went to her thing on Earth 894, liked her page there, did that. Oh, so many. And I still lost. I had like 40 entries. She had over a thousand people try. I still Ooh. lost. Oh, man. Well, it's worth a shot, right? It's but a, I'm salty because she doesn't post how she finds the winner. Ah. So it's. I, I don't think she's cheating, but in my salty mind, I'm like, how did he win? How did it happen? <laughs> Show me the hat you pulled the name out of. And you never know. Never know. Yeah. So she got a, a weighted blanket instead. Oh, that's still nice. Did you get anything? Dr. Squatch Soap, baby. Hey. Sponsor us. Everything night for Dr. Squatch. We'll promise to keep our episode with your sponsorship. Clean. Clean AF. All right, Louie. Well, I think that just about wraps it up here. We talked about some really cool stuff. So I'm excited for what is in store as we go along. And hopefully everyone is able to buy tickets for Thor, Love and Thunder, opening night, or whenever you want to see it without too stressful of a headache to start off your Monday. So we'll be back. Talk about some more stuff. We will be here. Make sure you follow the podcast at Earth A94 Podcasts on pretty much everything like Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. Those are our favorites. And so also we have a Discord channel where we've been talking with other fans and listeners and friends of the community of Earth A94 here. We talk about what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what you thought about Top Gun and Jurassic World, and just all fun stuff. It's a good time. So check out the link in the description and go ahead and join today. It's totally free. It takes a couple seconds. It's and also give us a review. We appreciate that a lot. The best. The best. Um, later on in the month, Devin and I are going to be on uh, Mr. Marvel's Minutes podcast. Yeah, we're going to be on there and talk some cool stuff. So, so make sure you follow him. Yeah, check him out too. All that's, right, all for, that's all for today, you guys. Yeah, thank you for having me today, Devin. As always, it's been a blast. In a man, Louie. We'll see you guys America next week. America Chavez. Psh.